Ciao, Calcio fans. Welcome to United by Calcio, the podcast that takes you on a thrilling journey through the heart of Italian football. My name is Christian, and I'm joined, as always, by Robbie. Yes, sir. Welcome, Robbie. Welcome. And, uh, well, on this week's episode, a uh, special episode this uh, this week here uh, with a bonus new series, mini-series of sorts, right, Robbie? Uh, we're going to be discussing... Uh, the situations for every one of the Italian teams, right? The Serie A teams, their managerial situations, figuring out what the expectations are for each teams, each team rather, um, and also where reality is, right? Because those two things can often have a gap, right? Uh, expectations of the fan bases and where the team can actually uh, take them is just not anywhere near the other, uh, oftentimes. So with that, Let's just jump right into it. I mean, this week's episode is specifically focused on Juventus and Mr. Allegri, the creator, the inventor, my dear leader of Allegri Ball. So, Robbie, please lay uh, lay out for us a little bit where where we're going to start. Like, wh- what's the what's the primary focus of the the, the beginning of this uh, adventure? Yeah, I mean, we're talking about your team. I mean the team of Italy when everyone looks at it. That's right. And we'll start off with expectations. No Europe, so we're sticking straight in the homeland. Italia. Yeah. yeah. And That's right. I mean, expectations are always Scudetto and yes. Coppa Italia. I'd say that's where mm-hmm. the bar is. Like that's the top of the bar, you win the double. That's Oh, absolutely. You are Juventus. That's mm-hmm. what you are striving to do. Now, if you right. win just the Scudetto and not the Coppa Italia, that is a very successful mm-hmm. season for me. Um, yeah. If you win the Coppa Italia and don't win the Scudetto, mm-hmm. that's a good season. I wouldn't say it's a great season. Yeah. It's just like no, no. Like that's trophies are trophies, and Coppa Italia is a great yeah. competition. You want to win, um, of course. But we're talking about Juventus here, and. Scudetto's yes, we are. are the measure. That's right. Well, I mean, that that's you sort of great, great job laying laying the foundation uh, for this conversation because that, that really is the focus. Uh, when you consider what the expectations for the average Juventus fan would typically be in, in, in a normal year, let's just say they wouldn't be anywhere near where they are right now, right? Right now, we're not uh, expecting this team to make it through the quarterfinals of the Champions League. We're not even in it. Not that we would have been in it to begin with because, you know, how well we performed and the points deduction last year. But with that, the reality is this team has financial difficulties. It has staffing difficulties. And it has uh, just general restrictions in, to, in terms of what players it has access to, what players are willing to come here, or rather go to Turin, uh, Torino, um, and also what players it can just buy, right? What money it has available. Because the reality is we've, we've seen some interesting decisions made. For instance, the Fratesi deal, right? When that went through. Well, Fratesi went to Inter for a pretty nominal sum. I think it was somewhere in the low 20s, right? Yes, but I believe there Not, was also Pinamonte involved. So, yeah, ah, that so maybe that brought the deal down. But 
you'd think typically on a, on a general year, Juventus would be able to come up with that sort of money. Maybe this year was a little tighter, obviously because of all the sanctions and everything else uh, going on, missing Champions League the year before, on and on. But anyways, to, to come back, enough of the digression, uh, to talk about the, the first part of this, the first layer of this, starting with Mr. Allegri. Because you and I have had countless conversations about Mr. Allegri and Allegri Ball, right? He infuriates me to no end. He infuriates a lot of Juventus fans to no end. Uh, he makes a lot of Inter fans laugh because they just enjoy the pure uh, suffering. Um, but even I have to give it to him this season. He actually has managed to cobble this team together and have them play well enough to keep our team second place. Like we are two points off of first. That is not a bad place to be. So let's start there. Evaluate the, the present season. Yeah. I what mean, is your take on that? If you were to tell me that 13 matches in, Juventus are in second place, 9-3-1, and one, I'd call that very good start to the season. And right. I get where Allegri hatred comes from. If my team was playing not attractive football, I would also be annoyed. Because at the same, you want to play beautiful football, but also results. Unfortunately with him, it seems that you're just getting the results, which if you had to pick one, that's the one you're picking. It's just like yeah, that's true. one nothing, one nothing. And it's just like a lot of suffering. So it's not an enjoyable watch. It's just a stressful watch. And I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Allegri long-term isn't the guy, but for this year, he certainly could deliver and get you that first or second place and potentially a Copa Italia. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you are right. Uh, you mentioned earlier, uh, if we have a Scudetto win in our hands this season, which is entirely likely, but we, we will see where that goes. Um, and if we win a Copa Italia, which is also likely at this point, you know, you could come out of the season and say, well done. We're, you know, we won a Scudetto, we won a Copa Italia, we say fine, uh, success, right? But it does leave uh, lingering questions if we don't succeed in either one of those regards. For instance, if we don't win a Scudetto and we win a Copa Italia, that's not going to leave the fan base feeling particularly good about the situation. Copa Italia is more like an additional supplementary, right? It feels good if you win it, but not bad if you lose it, um, right? Not, no one's really like striving to win the Copa Italia, at least not with the same intentionality that you know teams are chasing a Scudetto or a Champions League, right? So what if Juve won the Copa Italia and got right. 86 points in the league? 86 points is a That's very a good season, scenario. but I'd say, yeah. let's say they get yeah. 86, but don't win the Scudetto because someone mm. else was better, well, whether it yeah. be Inter or Milan or Napoli. I'd still say that's a good season. Like I get it. Copa Italia isn't something that everyone puts number one on their list. It's always going to be that secondary option. Right. Um, yeah. Because the Scudetto yeah, is that much more important. Of course. But that's still a great victory. Like, that's awesome. That's something to celebrate. Um, yeah, it is. To wear that dot, the 
um, the patch on your jersey the next the next year is oh, right. 100%. Um, yeah, it is. Now, do you think what makes it so Allegri does not come back? Where's the bar there? Because hmm. if he wins Copa Italia and Scudetto, that is a hard decision to be like, no, we don't want you anymore. I get it long term. Yeah. But that's a hard thing to do when you succeeded so much. You're absolutely right. You're 100% right. Uh, you know, up, up to this point, if you look at Juventus uh, and, and their sort of average per game scoring, it's just over two goals a game. 2.15 is the average. Inter's is 2.85. Milan's is 2.69. Napoli and Roma round this out with 3.08. That's a respectable average per game, especially playing under Allegri, right? Now... If you tell me we just, so let me backtrack. My expectations are this. Let me just lay those out. My personal expectations as a UA fan. We finished in the top four. That's where my expectations are. I'm not essentially, I'm not sure that this team is capable of, of um, dealing with the late season wear impact. So I, I, I don't know that Allegri is going to be able to keep milking so much good out of this team going later into the season during that grind period, right? The last few months. So I'd really just think four top four finish would be great for us. Then if we can win the Copa Italia, that'd be great. But I think there's, there will be a lot of fans who will have questions if we just win the Copa Italia and finish in the top four, who will just... You know, for what, for good reasons or bad reasons, they'll come at Allegri and they'll say, well, that's, you know, he needs to go. The reality is, you're right, it is a lot more complicated than that. It's not so cut and dry. Our finances aren't great. Uh, the club is currently dealing with a lack of money coming via the Champions League qualification uh, route. So that's a huge amount of money for any club. And... Being able to just stabilize this team right now is the most important thing. So 86 points, like you said earlier, great. We'll take it. That'd be fantastic. We don't win the Scudetto. You know what? It is what it is. Fine. I, honestly, I'm not expecting to win a Scudetto. I'm not saying it's unlikely. I'm not expecting it. I think Inter is a far better team and has better depth to be able to grind this season out. We don't have that depth. We had Caviglia playing in the last game due to injuries. And you saw the difference that it made when Locatelli came into the game. He stabilized that backbone of the midfield. He is the person that came in and quieted things down a bit. Um, on that note, I think it's important to also look at Allegri's work with his team, both during the first stint and the second stint, right? First stint coming from 2014 to 2019. And then second stint now since uh, 2021 here. So you look at the first stint, obviously it was very successful. Four, win, uh, four Scudetto t titles, right? Like that, you can't beat yeah. that. No, uh, sorry, uh, five, my bad. Yeah. Five Three. Scudetto. Uh, what was that? Every year. Yeah, exactly. So like you can't, you can't beat that. that. That is, you can't ask for much more, especially given the fact that he also won four out of the five Copa Italias during the same period of time. 
You can't ask much more out of, out of a coach. Then the Champions League, it was mostly mixed results. We always get, end up getting just totally slaughtered by Real Madrid at one point or another. But that aside, the second stint has been much more disappointing because I think we as Juve fans were looking at the appointment of Sadi and Pirlo and thinking, you know, this could work. Like some Juve fans were looking at these uh, appointments and thinking, you know, this could work, right? This could be the start of something good. And, and if you look at the XG or the statistics for those seasons, they were far higher than the, the goals per game were far higher than the seasons prior. And when you consider that specific thing, I, I don't know why this management didn't have the patience for it. They maybe should have stuck it out. They didn't. Whatever the reason is, we have Allegri now. I don't see Allegri leaving uh, until his contract runs out. I just don't see that happening. I hear the Conte rumors. We'll talk about that later in the episode, but I just don't see that happening. As an Inter fan, though, how do you look at this Juve team and Allegri specifically? How do you view this situation? Do you think that this is a threat? Are you worried about the potential, about this situation having an impact on Inter? Or are you not worried about Juventus, really? I think Juventus are the biggest threat. And, like, Inter's words are Pazza Inter Amala. Like, that's that's who we are. Like, I'll ne- like <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is a Juventus em- episode, so I'm going to stick to that. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> there is no safe safety there. And right. Juventus are definitely the best threat because they're so well organized. Like, he doesn't play good football, but he or entertaining football, I guess, but he plays organized football and it's really tough to break Juventus down. And Allegri knows how to win the Scudetto. And he has this team playing really well where they're not dropping points against bad teams. And that's half the battle. And right now, like, yes, you said get top four, get Champions League money. That's important. And potentially you could even get fifth and that will get you in for Champions League. All depends on how... Italy yep. teams do in Europe. Exactly. Um, and all of them advanced so far into the knockout rounds for Champions League outside of Milan at the moment. Um, so three out of four there. Um, but yeah, I mean, Allegri is a threat just, like I said, because of the organization. Like, it's you can never go into a game against Juventus and feel confident that you're going to win. Like Sunday, I did not feel that great. I was like, okay, like we're going to have to find some creativeness and individual brilliance to break this team down. Um, only happened once, and that's the way it goes. Like Juventus are a very good team. They have the talent like Chiesa and Vlaovic to break teams right. down, especially smaller teams. Like those two guys can carry you. And Kostic mm-hmm. has great service. So Again, he serves it in to Kieser Vlavic, and they're yep. cooking. Dali, you're, you're absolutely right on, on, on that front. Um, I, I do think that you, you sort of summed it up perfectly. This team is a threat to Inter, a serious threat. I, I think to an extent, though, I wouldn't undermine the Napoli threat. I think that that is a bigger threat than, than I think we're, we're both – uh, thinking at this point, 
I think it's easy to sort of put them aside because of how they're performing, especially seeing that Real Madrid game today. Boy, uh, that, that left a lot to be desired. But nonetheless, that the, the, the Ju- Juve is a solid threat. And this back line, uh, specifically Bremer, is, is the linchpin of that. He has been able to really fill in that Chiellini-esque role of being the vocal leader in that back line. Uh, especially when Danilo's not uh, quite where he was last year uh, in terms of uh, his ability. Stay on the field, be that presence. Our defense has been great. I mean, we're we're tied with Inter, I think, still in terms of uh, fewest goals given up. Uh, one goal difference. And, but oh, one goal but difference. yeah, still so seven for Inter, eight for Juventus. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, so best defenses in, in Serie A. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not bad. 0.65 goals a game is what that average is out to. That That's a very, very good defense right there. Um, the issue is the production end of things. And that's where I'm, I'm excited about Kiesa and Vlaovic. Uh, I think if we can sign, if we can extend their, their contracts and then sort of pepper some options around them, that'd be great. But that leaves leads me back to the original question and the primary topic is... Allegri. Where does Allegri fit into that? Because reality is, we've we've heard time and again about how Vlaovic is not really Allegri's type of striker. He prefers a Morata type of, you know, forward slash striker up top. He doesn't like somebody like Vlaovic. And, you know, everyone's got their fair criticism of him. But I wonder if this team can move forward in a positive direction where it can grow with Allegri in place. And I mean, I just want to get your opinion on that. What do you think? I think it would really come down to what the transfer window looks like. Like they're going to need a more attacking midfielder um, to go with Locatelli as the six and then Rabio next to them. If you can find an attacking midfielder next to those two and maybe like a right wing back, that and another yeah. center back to replace Gatti. Um, mm-hmm. That would certainly make, like, I wouldn't be like, Allegri can't win a Skidetto with that. He certainly could. That right. would even make them a very good threat, probably maybe even the favorites. Yeah. So again, right. if they bring in the right guys, like he can certainly make that team go. Um, offensively, it always feels like Allegri's going to rely on individuals to be able to make plays in big games. While relying on his structured defense, making sure they limit mistakes, limit errors, um, and get the results that way. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, that, that structured defense is, is really how he operates. And I think he was able to, I think for years there, he was able to mask a lot of the uh, offensive issues because we had Chiellini, Bonucci, uh, and at some point Barzagli back there, right? So, there was a, it was relatively easy masking the vulnerabilities when you have such a, an anchor in the back, right? You have that whole area backed up, and then you had Bonu, uh, sorry, Buffon uh, and Goal. You know, you put those four together, and, and you're you're making yourself feel pretty good. Let's just put it that way. At the end of the day, because you, you really have a solid back line. But with that sort of deteriorating, because obviously people get older, uh, it's sort of unveiled his limitations i do view uh, allegri as being a somewhat limited coach he he seemingly can't 
he can't get out of this mentality of uh, Allegri ball. I, I think he's sort of stuck in what he knows to be true, and that's just it, which is fine, right? It might work for a myriad of other teams, right? Totally fine. I just don't know. I, I think this team can't necessarily move forward with him at the helm. And I'm not just criticizing it because it's all his fault. No, I mean, I think the upper management does not get enough blame. They have dropped the ball big time. But I think it's important to also say he's just not a fit, I, I don't think. And I mean, there's rumors now that he's not happy and he's looking for a way out. But then again, there were rumors about that last season and the season before, you know, it, rumors are rumors and that's it. And then there are rumors of Conte coming back potentially, even after that bitter, bitter exit. What are we making of all that? I mean, are you buying any of this? Is this something you take seriously? I wouldn't be stunned if Conte went back. I don't think it's necessarily a great upgrade. Like, I I like Conte as a coach, but he has a lot of similar things with Allegri. Like, he doesn't play this attacking football that is great. Like he plays the three, five, two similar to Allegri this year. And like, it's going to be more of the same. It's going to come down to what, who comes in on the transfer window. So if it's going from Allegri to Conte and you're then jeopardizing some like sales and like potential buys you're getting, then yeah, I would be out on it. Like that wouldn't be great for um, them for Juventus. But of course you, he left bitterly. And then he went to Inter and he won a skid. He's the one that took the Scudetto from them and they haven't got it back since. Like, I wouldn't necessarily be like, yeah, let come back home. Like, he basically gave him a huge middle finger. Yep. You're absolutely right. Totally nailed it. I mean, that's part of the reason why I don't see this happening. Uh, I think the likelihood of it is is honestly just way overblown by media and everyone else around us like this is just not in my mind that's not a possible scenario um there's so much blood feud and also on top of that do we need more drama (laughs) i can just picture the first press conference i need players i need more players (laughs) after he just signed a contract when they likely told him this is your budget dude I, i don't know what to tell you yeah i mean it's certainly a fun time when you have conte as your manager like it's just yeah yeah it's nonstop. like why yeah. always me? That's basically him. Like when Balotelli had that shirt, why always yep. me? That's basically content That's right. every time you see him. Yeah. Well, with that, though, comes a bit of a, a tiring um, a scenario, right? Because reality is I can distract from the team's performance. It can distract from the locker room. Uh, it can create friction. Players, over time, grow tired of it. Just drama uh, day after day, right? So you need somebody who's steady who's calm, who's quiet, who doesn't uh, necessarily uh, become the prima donna of the locker room. I love Conte. I I agree with you. He's not tactically like years uh, away from uh, Allegri. He's a better coach than Allegri. I do believe that. But I don't think he provides a a drastically different solution to what we have right now. Um, It's not as if we're going to go from like winning 1-0 for three years and winning the most 1-0 games to winning (laughs) 3-0 every other week. Like that's not going to happen. Nope. Conte literally, we talked about this last season. Conte's literal trademark is winning 1-0, grinding it out. He scores, then he puts the bus in in, in park mode. That's it. That's what he does. And not to mention that like next year, we are going to assume that 
Juventus are in Champions League. Yes. Conte is notorious for being bad in the Champions League. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, like, he that's is. not something that's you want to sign up for. No, and I mean, that's not even mental. We're not even talking about the formation. His preferred formation is 3-5-2. This team currently does not fit a 3-5-2 very well. There is no... Th- I don't have the confidence to just leave those three. Bremer, sure. Rugani and Gatti are liabilities. You can't, you can't trust those three to, to maintain your defense back there. You just can't. And who are you going to convert a Chiesa into a wingback? Is that what you're going to do? Like, really? We already tried that. It didn't work. We screwed him up. <laughs> but, you know, I think that that gives a, a pretty firm uh, view into this conversation. I think there's no perfect answer. I think we, this conversation sort of uh, highlighted that point. There's no perfect answer. Uh, there's no perfect coach. There's no perfect solution. There's no quick fix to this issue. Just like most fans don't want to hear this, but that's just reality. I don't like it. But this team's not going to become the Juventus of old tomorrow night or next season. It's just not going to happen like that. I mean, it, I don't foresee the winter see, winter transfer market being like, okay, we're we're just going to spend three hundred million euros <laughs> and buy up la- literally like that's not going to happen. That's a that's a we might maybe pick up one or two lower name players, and that's it. That's my expectation. If we even do that, because Allegri said we're fine, we don't have any issues. I'm like, all right, fine, fine, buddy. I think that's okay. You don't have any issues. You don't have any issues. I don't know. I don't know what to say, but I disagree, but it's all right. Anyways, long story short, uh, I think we sort of nailed the the, the point here. Um, There is no perfect situation. There is no perfect manager that can just come in and suddenly revolutionize the entire way you play. Um, Short of you just being uh, Deserbi, apparently, who just can come in and just wave his magic wand around and suddenly everyone just remembers how to play soccer again. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not going to work very well. But anyways, Deserbi's not coming here anytime soon. <laughs> um, that's, that's a pipe dream. But with that, we uh, are done with this first bonus episode, mini-series, premiere, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we will be back with another one covering Inter and their managerial situation. Simone Inzaghi and Inter. What is going on Yes, there? sir. We will we'll figure that out, right, Robbie? Yes, sir. That's right. So thank you for joining us this week. Robbie, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Good conversation. And as always, we come to the end of this episode. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Whoever you support, we are here to keep you up to date with the latest exciting action from Serie A. Follow us on Instagram, Threads, X, and YouTube at United by Calcio. Thank you, and have a great day. Ciao. Ciao.